0: Hi there and welcome to True Crime with Charlie G. True Crime Stories for the Investigative Mind. Case 2. Jeffrey Dahmer Jeffrey Lionel Dahmer, born on the 21st of May 1960 in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, was the son of Lionel and Joyce Dahmer. Also known as the Milwaukee Monster and Milwaukee Cannibal, Jeffrey was an American serial killer responsible for taking the lives of 17 men over the course of 13 years. He sought out mostly men of African-American descent at gay bars, malls and bus stops, luring them into his home with the promise of sex or money. Dharma would give them alcohol laced with drugs before strangling them to death. As a child, he was described as energetic and happy until the age of four, After having a surgery to resolve a double hernia, he began to change. Dharma became noticeably subdued and withdrawn following the birth of his younger brother and family's frequent moves. By his teens, he was disengaged, tense and largely friendless. Dharma claimed his compulsions towards murder and necrophilia began at around the age of 14 but it appears that the breakdown of his parents' marriage and acrimonious divorce a few years later may have been the catalyst in turning these sorts into actions. Dharma began showing little interest in hobbies and social interactions, turning to the examination of animal carcasses and heavy drinking for entertainment. He graduated high school in 1978 Only three weeks later, aged just 18, he committed his first murder. By this time, his alcohol consumption had spun wildly out of control. Left at home during the summer of the same year, Dahmer took his opportunity to act on his dark thoughts that would lead to a fatality. His first murder took place in the township of Bath in Ohio in 1978. Dharma picks up Hitchhiker Stephen Hicks and takes him back to his father's house to drink some beers when Hicks expressed a want to leave, Dharma struck him in the back of the head with a ten-pound dumbbell. He dissected, dissolved, pulverized, and scattered Hicks's remains in the back garden of his dad's home. Dharma later admitted to killing Stephen Hicks purely because he wanted him to stay longer at the house. Due to his drinking, he dropped out of Ohio State University after just one quarter term. Recently remarried, his father insisted on his joining the army. Shortly after, he was posted to Germany. Due to his continued drinking problem, However, he was discharged from the armed forces in early 1981. Although German authorities would investigate possible connections with Dahmer and murders that had taken place nearby at the time, it is believed that he took no further victims during his posting there. Following his discharge, he returned to Ohio. Later that year, after an arrest for disorderly conduct, His father once again sent him away. This time he was sent to live with his grandmother in Wisconsin. By 1985, Dharma was frequenting gay bathhouses where he would drug men, then rape them whilst they were unconscious. He was arrested twice for an indecent exposure in 1982 and 1986, but only ever faced probation as punishment for his actions. Dharma claimed his second fatal victim in September of 1987. Stephen Tuomi was picked up at a bar and taken back to Dharma's hotel room. It is reported that Dharma woke up the next morning to find Tuomi's beaten and deceased body in the room. He claimed that he had no memory of the crime later, suggesting it had occurred during a blacked out impulse. His killing continued with two victims in 1988, one in 1989 and a further four in 1990. Dharma continued to torture men from bars and solicited the service of prostitutes of whom he then drugged, raped and strangled. By this time he began to carry out disturbing acts on his victims' corpses. He used their bodies for intercourse, taking photographs of his dismemberment process and preserving their skulls and genitals with scientific precision to display. He even retained parts of his victims for his own consumption. Around this time, while working for the Ambrosia Chocolate Factory, Dharma drugged and sexually fondled a 13-year-old boy. He was given a five-year probation sentence one year at a work release camp and was required to be registered as a sex offender. Dharma was released two months early from the work release programme, then moved into his own apartment in Milwaukee in the May of 1990. Despite having regular probation appointments, he was free to commit a further four murders that year and another eight in the following year, 1991. By the summer of this year he was killing around a person a week. Dharma became obsessed with the idea of turning his victims into zombies with the aim of turning them into submissive sexual partners. He began concocting cruel experiments on his victims, drilling holes into their skulls and injecting hydrochloric acid or boiling water into their brains. Neighbors of Dharma began to complain about the noise and bad smells coming from his apartment on one occasion, one of his lobotomized victims managed to escape to the street outside while unsupervised and begged for help. The police were called, but on Dharma's return, he managed to convince officers that the victim was in fact his very intoxicated boyfriend and not to take him seriously. The officers in attendance also failed to do any background checks that would highlighted his sexual offender status. On July 22nd of 1991, Dharma lured victim Tracy Edwards to his home with the promise of cash in return for his company. Edwards subsequently forced Edwards into his bedroom with a butcher's knife. A struggle began allowing Edwards to escape from the home He headed to the street and flagged down a nearing passing police car. Upon entering the property, Tracy Edwards alerted police officers to the presence of the butcher's knife in the bedroom. When they went inside, officers came across a collection of photographs containing images of dead bodies and dismembered limbs. This finding allowed the authorities to finally make an arrest. Investigations of Dharma's property found a severed head in the refrigerator and multiple skulls around the apartment. Multiple images of his victims were uncovered, along with human remains in the fridge and a human heart in the freezer. In the closet, an altar was also found with candles and more skulls on it. Upon his arrest and presented with this damning evidence, Dharma confessed to the crimes divulging the gruesome details to the authorities. As a result, he was charged with the murder of fifteen people. Dharma's trial began on the thirtieth of January, nineteen ninety two where he pled insanity as his defence due to the shocking nature of his disturbing and uncontrollable urges. After two weeks of trial, the court declared him sane. He was then found guilty of 15 counts of murder. He was then sentenced to 15 life terms, totalling 957 years in prison. He would never see the light of day again. In the May of 1992, he also pled guilty to the murder of his first victim, Stephen Hicks, earning him another life sentence to his tariff. Dharma served his sentence at the Columbia Correctional Institution in Portage, Wisconsin. During this time, he expressed remorse for his crimes and wished for his own death. He also read the Bible and declared himself to be a born-again Christian, ready for his final judgment. While at the prison, Dharma was attacked twice by fellow inmates. The first attack was an attempt to cut his throat, however he escaped with just superficial wounds. The second attempt to attack Dharma took place on the 28th of November 1994 in the prison showers as they were being cleaned. The attack carried out by inmate Christopher Skaver left Dharma barely alive when he was later found with serious head trauma. En route to the hospital, Dharma died as the result of his injuries now deceased his name still lives on as a reminder of some of the worst murders in America to this day. This has been True Crime with Charlie G. Thank you for listening. See you next time.